RaquillaDenae.com, military spouse, homeschooling mom, communication stylist, and encouragement extraordinaire. Welcome back to the couch. As we get ready to get into this week's episode, I just want to say, I know I'm not alone in this topic that I'm going to discuss, but when you are living through the midst of it, you feel like you couldn't possibly be anybody else. Mom guilt. Ugh. It is the worst. It is the worst. And I find that as a recovering people pleaser, that my desire to do those things historically that left people smiling or happy with me so as not to ruffle feathers, even if it went against the grain of every boundary or need that I had at the moment, prepared me to ride the guilt trip train right? Like my ticket was always punched. I always had a seat and I would willingly get onto the platform because riding the train and taking the trip of guilt that people had prepared for me felt so normal. Well, now I'm a mom and trying to be very cognizant of not scheduling guilt trips of my own for my children. What I do find is this internal guilt that I place upon myself. If I do too many things that feel uninclusive. Okay, so what does that mean? Case in point, this very weekend, my children are spending the weekend with their grandparents. They are happy. They are over the moon. They are on vacation. In their mind, couldn't get any better than that. And I'm at home like, oh man, I should go ahead and clean their carpet since they're not here. And oh man, what if I went ahead? And I started going down this list of like things that I should do. Then I said, well, you know, I'll stay home. I I hardly ever get to be at home without the girls. I'm always telling my husband, I wish I could be home, you know, and just enjoy being at home while it's quiet. And I hear it is it's quiet and I want to go run errands. Oh, gosh, just stay home. Oh, I really should read. Oh, but I have work to do. And the list goes on and on and on. And then I finally go out and it's like, oh, I shouldn't get that because, I mean, that's money I could put on a bill or money that could be invested in something else down the line. And it can be overwhelming. And I have really gotten a lot better about stopping myself in the moment and stating what is true. Okay. So if we're going to use the example of being my house while it's quiet, stop. Yes. It is quiet in your house. Your children are not here. And this is something you have desired and made aware to your spouse that you desire. But it's also really sunny outside and warm. And why not? Why not go out and enjoy being out in the sunshine, in clothes that are not gym clothes, without having to buckle car seats and make sure that everybody stays safe? Why not go? So let's reframe that in the moment. What we know is, yes, we want to be at home while it's quiet, but we also enjoy going. So go out. Pick one or two places to go, and then come home and enjoy the quiet. That was me yesterday. Literally had to talk myself off the ledge because I was guilted, y'all. I was guilting myself into staying at home simply because I have desired to be at home while it was quiet, and yet I wanted to leave. I was making myself feel guilty for wanting to leave a quiet house. And so to combat that, like I took a moment, I 
reframed it, brought myself back to the present. I went out to one particular place that I had wanted to go. I grabbed a snack. I came on home and then it was perfect because I got to go out. I got to be friendly and converse with new people and feel the sun on my face and do all of those good things and still come home and take a phenomenal nap. Mom guilt is real. And I can only speak from the perspective of what I know historically, but I I am so used to the guilt trips of other people that I didn't immediately notice that I was guilting myself. And a lot of the earlier years of my parenting, I spent guilting myself into doing things because I should do them. And I'm putting up air quotes because what is a should? Do or don't. Yoda told us that. There is no try. Um, but I should do this, or I should have done that, or I shouldn't have done this. The list can grow long, and it will make you weary and become such a heavy burden that no one else knows exists. Because again, most times these thoughts exist in our minds, that we begin to second guess who we are as individuals, as partners, as professionals, but more importantly, as mothers. And then we unwittingly or unknowingly pass these things down to our children. So now if our children have too much fun without their sibling, they feel bad. If they have fun with their sibling, but their friends aren't included, they feel bad. If they're having fun by themselves, oh, well, I mean, I know such and such really wanted to play And I I really wanted to play by myself and I had fun, but, and that's not what we want for them. I know it's not what I want for my children. And so I really have to model this thing. And sometimes I have to talk myself out through the thoughts out loud. Like I, I have to stop myself in the moment and say, okay, that's not true. Here is what is true. What am I gonna do right now? Because growing up, I didn't have a whole lot of freedoms to like come and go. If there were a particular set of friends and a particular set of parameters, then typically I could get a yes. But if there was any deviation from the plan, it was a no. Um, If there wasn't like 48 hour prior approval, it was a no. And so there are times where if even as an adult where I'm like, wow, um, I really want to go do something that might require my husband to solo parent or whatever. And I forget to tell him about it. There's a part of me that gets nervous. It's like, oh God, I didn't tell him soon enough. He's going to be angry. He's going to get so upset. And I will guilt myself into feeling and then ultimately deciding I'm not going to go because it's Thursday. I found out about this on Monday. It slipped my mind to talk to my husband about it. He might get aggravated. He will have had a long week. The list goes on and on. And it feels more overwhelming to go through the process of getting what it is that's only going to please me. You know, it really has no value for anyone else. I will go through and deal with the burden and the disappointment of all of that than to just say, Hey, babe, I got invited out to dinner on Monday. Totally slipped my mind. Do you have plans for tomorrow night? Because that feels like now I'm putting my last minute desires off on somebody else. And y'all, we're grown. So that's not really last minute. It's not like I'm calling my husband at work at two and saying, hey, I want to go out at five o'clock and have dinner with some friends. Can you be home? But mom guilt, guilt in general will make the smallest molehill 
Mount Everest. And it's like, well, listen, who has the energy to climb that after a long day of being responsible? I'd just rather stay down here where it's safe. But that's not where life is lived in the safety zone. That's not where we flourish as women. That's not where friendships grow. That's not where learning occurs. And so there are going to be times where our biggest critic is ourselves. And we have to go back to the truth. And we'll have to ground ourselves in truth. And that can be really hard if you're in a phase of not really knowing who you truly are, what you truly desire, and what your vision truly is. See, because somewhere along the line of motherhood, we become masters of it all. Not really, but in a sense, that's how it feels. We have to be the ones to figure it out whether we're great at it or not. We have to be the one to cook the meals, if whether we're a chef or not. We're the ones who, you know, help with ailments and sickness, even though we're not doctors. We're bandaging up cuts and boo-boos and icing bruises, but we're not nurses. We're balancing budgets, but we're not accountants. So when you are thrust into the middle of so many roles that you don't have time to perfect any one of them, but you're constantly working in them, you don't have time to really stop and think about what it is you truly want to get from these things. And then the first time that one of those areas doesn't turn out the way we expected, in comes the guilt. Well, if you had paid more attention here, that wouldn't have happened. Well, if you spent less time reading, you'd have seen them outside you know, roughhousing on the swing set and falling. Why do I give that example? Case in point, a couple of weeks ago, my girls wanted to go outside right after the huge winter storm. I was like, you know what? Go get some vitamin D, put your boots on, throw your coat on, go. I so thoroughly enjoyed the quiet that came from them being outside and screaming that I was like, I'm going to read a book. And I sat down on the couch to read the book. I'd opened all the blinds so I can see directly outside in the event that there's a scream or a cry or altercation breaking out. And the next thing I know, y'all, for real, might have been like three minutes into my book. I hear blood curdling scream. I'm just I, dumbfounded. And I look up and it's my oldest. And I run outside and she's sitting on the ground with her hand on her head and she's screaming for dear life. The three-year-old at the time is standing to the side of her looking at me like, why is she screaming? So both of us are confused. I get her up into the house. Why are you screaming? She's just screaming. She won't talk. I sit her down. I said, I can't help you unless you tell me why you're screaming. What happened? I fell head first off the swing. Now, what do we know about head wounds? Person has a head wound or neck wound. You don't move them. So now I'm like, oh God, maybe I shouldn't have moved her. What happened? Is she concussed? She's swinging on her belly, lets go, falls head first. Let me paint the picture. You know, in gymnastics, they have the little rings that you hold onto. Well, this happens to be a little mechanism like that with a bar across it. So you can swing from it. It's not an actual sit your butt on swing. You're supposed to hold on and swing yourself. Well, she got the bright idea to get up there, to jump up and put her belly on this bar. So she being my oldest, fell head first about a good four and a half feet off the ground. I get her settled, call the pediatrician, watching for signs, doing all that. But for the rest of that day, 
what if something had really happened? What if she had gotten concussion? What if this moving her had caused a head injury? Why didn't you just watch them? You shouldn't have been reading your book. Your job is to make sure they're safe. And that guilt ate me up for days. I say it was that day, but the underlying current of that messaging lasted a really long time. And then finally, about four or five days into it, I had to stop myself and say, listen, we can't function like this because now we're over-policing the children. We're standing guard at every moment. They're overwhelmed. They're feeling micromanaged. And you're thoroughly unhappy. But that's what happens. When that guilt hits, we'll begin to think that we have control over the situation. And it was our lack of something that caused whatever the outcome is. The reality is, y'all, God knows how all this is going to end. We can't stop or change any one particular instance. And every decision we make is not so thoroughly important in the universe that everyone else's lives and actions revolve around ours. But that is how mom guilt will make you feel. And I keep saying mom guilt because there are different layers of guilt for me. Feeling guilty about not fulfilling a request of a friend. I might feel bad for that for a little bit, but I'm gonna get over it. Um, If I have to say no to someone that I know really needed me to say yes, but I know I didn't have it to give, I can get over that. But there's something about this role when it comes to my children, because they have been entrusted to us to raise and mine have been entrusted to me to raise. I feel this sense of responsibility as we all should, but I often have to remind myself that My children are on loan to me. You know, God gave them to me for 18 years legally and for however long they want to stay because I'm not going to be one of those parents who's like, you're 18, you got to go. That's a whole nother conversation. But he has entrusted me with them to prepare them to be who he has created them to be in this world for a very short amount of time. And if I spend all of those years worried about what I'm not doing or feeling bad for what I didn't do or guilting myself over the choices I did make, well, one, I'm going to miss the beauty of the journey. Two, I'm going to unknowingly teach them that guilt is a normal part of life. And three, I'm going to put myself in a position that exalts itself above God. Yeah, I said it. I said it because he knows what we're going to do before we do it. And that is one of the reasons why, you know, praying over our children is really important and being mindful that we're human. Y'all, we can only do but so much. We try to be super mom, but that doesn't exist. We're not Marvel characters. You know what I mean? Like we don't have those extra set of powers. We're human and humans make mistakes. And when we're trying, those mistakes can feel like defeats, but that's not what it is because our children also are human and they get to make decisions and they get to make mistakes. And some of the lessons that we have ingrained in us and taken hold to come with cost and pain. None of us learned how to ride a bike without scraping our knees. I have a mark on my forehead now from playing in kindergarten And not tying my shoes when the teacher warned me. And when I tripped on them and hit my head on one of the bolts sticking out of our metal play set, and it went directly into my forehead, or my temple rather, it left a mark. But what did I learn that day? 
I learned to tie my doggone shoes before I went out on the playground. Period. I learned my lesson about tying my shoes because I had a very painful reminder of what happens when you don't. Now, is that to say that every time our children get hurt, they're going to learn a lesson? Absolutely not. They're kids. Our job is to be there to help them through it, to usher them, and to remind them, to frame it for them. But we cannot hold ourselves so ultimately responsible for every single area of our children's lives, development, and upbringing that we negate the fact that they, too, have free will. And that we take upon ourselves the guilt of every choice or every mistake that happens within our households as if we somehow magically could have prevented it or changed it just by making a different choice ourselves. Yes, some things are preventable. And those things mean that we have to be alert. You know, um, if the six-year-old is playing with mattress, we have to know that we put the mattress somewhere they could reach them. We might have to get a little bit more creative. But denying ourselves things that we enjoy, putting ourselves last, constantly saying yes when we truly mean no, or pushing through when all we really need is rest, all of those things build resentment. All of those things will lead to a level of guilt. And when a person feels guilty, or even in, let's think about real life, when a person is found guilty in a court of law, is that person who was found guilty, do they rejoice? Absolutely not. It's not a good feeling. So why condemn ourselves? Why be the judge and jury to ourselves when really the world is waiting to cheer us on? And maybe that world is our children or our family members or our girlfriends or whatever the case may be. Sometimes we need to be the ones cheering ourselves on. Instead of being critical about what we haven't been able to do, look in the mirror and say, but look what you've done. You've made it this far. The children are alive. Well, you may have had carbs and coffee as a meal, but guess what? You put something into your body today. You're doing it. Keep going. The next minute, hour, couple of hours are opportunities to adjust and do better if necessary. And God willing, tomorrow you can start all over and try again. But no one wins when we guilt ourselves into living a life of what we think being a good mom is. We don't win. Our children don't win. And no one in society can benefit from all that we have to offer. So I appreciate y'all joining me on the couch today. But I really do challenge you to stop and consider areas where you might be guilting yourself and then reframing that messaging so that you can speak life and positivity over yourself the same way you do your children. Y'all, it's been fun. See y'all next time.